Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Marineland Boating Center, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Well, it is Matt Mosley, and uh, it is uh, so great to be with you. ESPN Central Texas, gorgeous day, gorgeous uh, temperatures, a little windy, a little gusty out there. Got to kind of play it down. Got to know what you're doing out on the golf course today if you're downwind or whatever. Not fun for tennis. Don't like playing tennis in the heavy winds. Don't totally mind it in golf because it uh, just kind of makes for a little different strategy. Got to play it down a little bit. That's okay. People should be used to that, playing out in the Texas winds. And got the Masters. The Masters on CBS coming up this weekend. And, of course, starting tomorrow, uh, ESPN will have the coverage this afternoon. They had the they were able to have the par three tournament. That's always a lot of fun because the players get to have their little kids out there. And they have the cute little, uh, oh, the those white jumpsuit coveralls whatever they are the uh, that the caddies wear they have it for the little ones the sons and daughters of the players and uh grandkids as the case may be and uh boy I, people like jack nicholas who still go out there and jack decided this year he was not going to play in the par three but he will be teeing off tomorrow morning and uh you will get to see a see gary player jack nicholas and Tom Watson enters the ceremonial. That's it's not easy for Tom because he's so competitive. And it wasn't that long ago when he almost won the British Open at age maybe he was like fifty-eight, but uh it was an unbelievable display. But Tom Watson is gonna join Nicholas and Gary Player. And three of the greatest players of all time will be out there. Arguably the greatest of all time. People can argue between Jack and Tiger. But Tiger is out there. He was playing some holes today. Uh, there were times he was laboring a little bit as far as just sort of... Uh, I was I was noticing some of the coverage today and putting for whatever reason. There were some... Uh, when he was trying to kind of get in, in position to putt, there were some certain things that... Uh, he seemed to be having a little trouble with, but he all he said repeatedly that it won't be the golf swing that gives him any issues. He's feeling fine there. It's just getting around all the hills, undulation, lots of elevation changes. And Aaron, I would say, hello, Aaron Sexton. How are you, by the way? I'm doing great. I love this weather. I walked seven yeah. miles last night and, uh, I will probably walk about six or seven tomorrow night. I have to run softball tonight, but enjoy work too, so not a big deal. It's been a great day. Well, I mean, if you could just sort of somehow put it on autoplay, <laughs> you could go walk around the, uh, I don't know, it's, we're kind of surrounded by busy roads and streets up there at <laughs> the uh, at the uh, radio station. 
our family of stations, all what eight or nine stations that we have are right up there, Eminem Broadcasting. But uh, th- this is going to be what we are about to see over the next four days because you've got opening day of baseball. We're closing in, uh, about to start the NBA playoffs. Uh, the Masters is going on. This is this is pretty incredible. Now, one time as a young writer for the Morning News, Aaron, they put me in charge of – this was kind of a fun day. I covered the Byron Nelson – this must have been in May. Byron Nelson in the morning. Then I went out to the baseball game. Uh, went out to see the Rangers play some. And then at some point I broke away and went to the NBA, the Mavs playoff game to cover that. So I was able, and I wrote a story about being at all of those events. Now, what am I missing? Aaron, am I missing a sport there? I covered three events in one day, golf. But I feel like there was one other thing going on that I'm not totally thinking about. I guess I could have stopped by. No, I don't know. I don't know what it would have been, hockey? But uh, I did make it to every one of those sports that was going on that day and just kind of uh, talked to some of the fans and this and that and uh, made a story out of it. But, man, what a uh, what a time it is, what a time of year. Although, uh, Aaron, we kind of uh, we skipped right past it. I thought something was wrong with my car yesterday. At one point I looked up and it was 93 degrees. <laughs> I mean, it, Texas it, Spring. It, at the start of April, that seems a little much. That's going to be bad, Aaron, if they have to on the opening day at the ballpark. Now, opening day for the Rangers is Friday, but if uh, and you'll hear all those games right here on ESPN Central Texas. And, Aaron, what are we going to do? Are we going to carry – surely we're going to carry opening day right here during our show. <laughs> Sometimes we have to farm those things out a little bit. I know somebody who used to be in this spot, Aaron, that uh, – Every time those Rangers play today game, it was off to the golf course. <laughs> we we will have uh, Baylor baseball versus West Virginia starting at five fifteen with the pregame, and the Rangers will be on our sister station Fox Sports Central Texas. Oh, Rangers opening! My goodness! Now Baylor comes first. I get that Baylor versus uh, West Virginia, five fifteen. Does that mean Aaron at four thirty? Uh, or 4.45, they'll have to start with a pregame show? How dare? No, 5.15 pregame. So we will go right right up to Baylor pregame Friday. Well, if Derek uh, and, and, and those folks want some extra time just to make things even, Aaron, why don't we let them take over at 5 o'clock, okay? Text Derek and tell him we'll just send it over to him at 5 and let him, let him take over then. Bears need a win. Aaron, I'm glad you brought it up. Now, we got bank shots coming up. Our bank executives love it when they, uh, when they join us. Our big-time bank executives from Central National Bank will be on with us in, in a matter of uh, moments. But, uh, I mean, they're, they're, last night I was at that baseball game, and I actually left early because my wife was in a wonderful performance at our church and uh, boy, just they did a humdinger of a job. But before that, I was uh, did the pregame out at Horner Ballpark. Aaron, that you got to put that on your list. Holds about two thousand, but you know, with standing room and all that, you might be able to jam twenty five hundred, three thousand in there. Beautiful little ballpark. 
right there kind of into some live oak trees, or I don't know what those were, oak trees, gorgeous backdrop. And the Bears and DBU got it on last night. Aaron, they um, it was 7-0. to zero. They're down 7 to nothing. DBU has the Bears down. I'm like, oh, great. Bears chip away, chip away, chip away. By the stretch, Bears had that thing down to 7-6. to six. And then four more runs for the bad guys, the bad Baptist. And uh, they, uh, I like, they're a good Baptist. I don't, I don't mean it. Uh, but 11 to 6, they end up losing to DBU. Aaron, when you see one of those midweek games against a really good program like DBU, I'm sorry, Aaron, you're probably taking a call as we speak. But um, I, I, it does feel different. When um, when you lose to a DBU, some of these midweek games, you have really cool opportunities. And uh, oh, good. Okay. Speaking of opportunities, we now have the opportunity to talk to our friends at Central National Bank, Joe Nesbitt, CEO, Executive Vice President, Brian Fonville. And uh, I love, man, we've got several things to uh, uh, to to talk about. And, fellas, first of all, what a gorgeous day it is. And, Joe, you'll love this, CEO of Central National Bank. Earlier today, Brian Fonville and I were, were on one of our almost daily talks. I think Brian would, would like it if maybe we could handle this via text and, instead of me calling him. <laughs> but, but something that came up, uh, Joe, was your soccer past. I didn't, what I didn't realize is pre-pandemic – I've noticed you guys didn't ask me to join you. Uh, there was a there was a Central National Bank, uh, kind of an adult league soccer team, and uh, and boy Brian was really I don't know if this was just kind of kissing up to the boss or what, but Joe this was he was really bragging on you, and then Brian's not the kind of guy that would brag on you, so I, I don't want to classify this as kissing up, but he was saying you had some moves. I understand. Even dating back to the Waco High days, you were a longtime soccer player. Is that uh, is all that accurate, Joe? Uh, all of it is not accurate. And for, I did play soccer. I did play at Waco High and played a little bit of club. And then, uh, but our adult league soccer team, I played in the first game. I ruptured and ripped in half my hamstring oh, within the no. first maybe twelve minutes of the first game because I'm an old man and I had no business being out there on the field. And uh, I got to sit on the sidelines. I suited up and sat on the sidelines, uh, which, you know, is pretty much I'm used to that, right? But it was a <laughs> glorious, a glorious 12 minutes, Matt. That's what people need to take home from this. Yeah, I told uh, uh, I told Joe, I told uh, uh, Brian, he was just out there. I said, after every score – Brian was doing just like he does around his neighborhood, skiving off, throwing that jersey. There was no one even out there watching y'all to throw the jersey to, but there was Fonville, you know, kind of searching for someone to throw his uh, jersey. Now, since we're talking local sports, my man uh, Tom Barfield loves for me to stay on sports. Mosley, don't wander too far off. Well, we'll stay right here for a second. Joe, this Midway golf team has become near and dear to your heart. You like to get out to Ridgewood, watch them play. Um, you've got a member of your family, a loved one that has uh, has been a, a member of that team. How are we doing on uh, – I've been monitoring closely 
they in fact, Joe, I, I meant to call you about this. Did you hear that Baylor, for the first time since 2005, had a uh, hosted a golf tournament, and they did it right out at Ridge, right out there at Ridgewood? Did you ever get to stop by during that match play event? I did not. I wanted to. You know, uh, I had to work and and stuff. But you know, the, it was pretty good. Baylor, what they hosted it and won it. That's the best way to do it. Yeah, yeah. That was. Uh, I thought that was good. Now, tell me about Midway real quick. Are we? How's the Midway team um, looking this spring? Because there's uh, they, they should be firmly into sort of tournament season. In fact, uh, recently people around uh, where my child goes were doing some district titles and that kind of thing. How are the uh, how are the Panthers looking? Yeah, Midway looks good. They they did qualify for uh, I guess it's regionals that are coming up at Bear Ridge. That that six A their district or their region has their regional tournament. It's at Bear Ridge. I think it's in a couple of weeks. They did not win district. You know, last year they won district. Uh, they had an individual win. Braden Bear won uh, district. He went on to re- won the region and just played phenomenal. Um, I think Mansfield won the district by a lot of strokes this year. They had a very, very good team. But Midway's done well, and uh, we'll see what they can do in a couple of weeks at region and see if they can make it to state again. They got a really good squad. Do you still have a son on the team? He is, He's but he's not on the varsity. He's He plays on uh, one of their JV squads, and he's had a good year, but he's a sophomore and trying to earn his spot. They got some good players, man. If he's like you, he's out there, he's focused more on, like, backspin and uh, and pulling off sort of the heroic shots, kind of a Joe Nesbitt type, but hopefully he's working on his overall game. Fellas, uh, speaking of golf, how awesome is it? Tiger at the Masters. This is great patio weather, gorgeous weather. The Masters is one of the great viewing. I, I love all the majors, but the Masters holds a special place and uh, it's just uh, it's just incredible. Have you guys been inspired? Uh, I'll start with you, Brian. Um, and you're more of a soccer enthusiast. But the sight of Tiger coming back from this uh, horrific car wreck uh, does that has that kind of inspired you? And have you been even more productive at work this week? I don't know about being more productive at work, Matt, but uh, it has definitely made me want to watch the Masters even more. Uh, Joe and I were just talking earlier. I think. He last played is was the last tournament that he was in. Was it the one where he was paired up with his son in that tournament? Uh huh. So. Yeah. Anyway, it's going to be exciting to uh, to watch him play and uh, watching his practice round was huge. The, the, the crowd watching it. Yeah, the crowd especially. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in in the fact that the crowd on a yeah, what was it? Was that this morning? Some of those photos. It's a practice round. And the crowds look it looked like a Sunday gallery at, at at a major. That that that's how many people were out there. And, and this guy still has a stranglehold on the uh the PGA all these uh years later, and he's been doing it now for what, twenty six years? I mean, it's just crazy how long this has gone on. Um Brian, real quick, what about this uh we got a shred day coming up. Um and for uh this is when I like to Get rid of a few documents and that kind of thing. What? Uh, tell me about the shred day. Is that it's May fourteenth, I believe. Where can people go? Because people really do uh, appreciate that y'all host this 
and it's a, it's a it's a great service for our uh, our our local folks. What uh, uh, give us the timing on that? Absolutely, thanks, Matt, for bringing it up. We try to do this around this time of year, kind of after tax season comes to an end. But that is going to be Saturday, May fourteenth, from nine thirty to eleven o'clock, and that's at our Highway eighty four location uh, in our back parking lot. It, we've uh, we've done this a, a few years, and we feel like we've really got it down to a science or an art at this point. But 9.30 to 11 o'clock on Saturday, May 14th, if people want to find more information about that, they can go to cnbwaco.com slash shred dash day. And uh, they can find all the details there. And, Matt, I just want, you know, last time I think we talked about this, you kind of suggested that you may try to get all of the records of Eminem broadcasters that need to be cleared out and bring those over. And I just want to tell you, uh, we're not going to be able to take those this year. <laughs> We've got several cartons we need to take care of, and, uh, and we'll be doing that. We we kind of use a different shredder, but that's okay. Uh, but uh, fellas, it was uh, it's great. Joe, were you um, uh, were you pleased with the uh, the U the U.S. draw? I mean, the Italians did not even make the World Cup. I mean, I don't know what's going on with them. I mean, Italy that soccer's a big thing there, and. For not them, not I think in a recent World Cup they didn't make it either. So very embarrassing for that nation. But for the most part, do you think the Americans got a pretty good draw? I think they've got a great shot to advance. Uh, I'm really looking forward to, as most people probably are that pay attention to to soccer, football, is uh, the the U.S. England match. That will be a lot of fun and. Uh, you know, depending on how they do in their other two matches in that round, that that would be a determiner. Um, so I, I think they got a favorable draw and a fun match to watch with England. I am disappointed that Tom Barfield doesn't like a, when we talk about foods like pizza and and uh, Long John Silvers. That's disappointing, but I like the draw for the World Cup. You do not need to get into any any management decisions, and uh, <laughs> you leave that to me. Tom is. Tom is fine. He just likes us to stay on firm ground. This is called ESPN. Tom and Brian, uh, excellent work today. I appreciate it. And I want you all to stay tuned because next, guys, we have a a world-famous sculptor coming on the show. We're nothing if not artistic and cultured here on the Matt Mosley Show. Guys, have a great afternoon. You too, buddy. There, there they go, uh, Joe and Brian. Sounding great today, by the way. Love the uh, acoustics of that. All right, we are going to talk to a former Baylor football player who ended up becoming a world-renowned artist. Stay tuned. Your weather report is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency has offered Texans policies for their personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs. Check them out at nitschegroup.com. With the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency, Texans can go to one company and get access to insurance coverage options from many carriers. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Breezy conditions tonight, but not as windy as it was earlier today. We'll see mostly clear skies and low temperatures fall to 42 degrees. Mostly sunny skies tomorrow. It's going to be a seasonal day. Looking pretty good, too, with a high of 74. And on Friday, mostly sunny skies. Again, just about normal and a high of 75. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. 
It's the Baylor Coaches Show with the voice of the Bears, John Morris, live from Rudy's in Waco. The Baylor Coaches Show moves to Wednesday, April 13th, live from Rudy's. Come join us then and hear from women's tennis coach Joey Scrivano and women's golf coach Jay Goble. The Baylor Coaches Show, live from Rudy's in Waco, here on ESPN Central Texas. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bare spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254 710 In the market for a quality metal building? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel & Pipe have helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel & Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. In addition, they can help you find metal building contractors for your project. Pioneer Steel & Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at PioneerBoys.com. Flinging a green and gold worldwide on the web at SyntechSportsFan.com. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. Did you know that a male ostrich can roar like a lion? Did you know that in Japan, you can buy watermelons shaped like pyramids? Or that ketchup was originally sold as a medicine? I bet something else you didn't know is that foundation movement can often be stopped by injecting soil stabilizer into the soil around your home. It's true. At the Foundation Doctor, we have our own proprietary solution called Stable Soil. Stable Soil is a quick, inexpensive application that stabilizes the soil under your home. It's fast-acting, long-lasting, and puts a stop to those pesky cracks and sticking doors. Only the Foundation Doctor offers this revolutionary product. So give the doctor a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. You got doors that are sticking or cracks in your walls? The Foundation Doctor will make a house call. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Bob Bosley has stepped down as the commissioner of the Big 12 Conference. He will leave later on this year. Buffalo Bills have reached an agreement with wide receiver Stephon Diggs on a four-year $104 million extension that includes $70 million guaranteed. The extension ties Diggs to the Bills through the 2027 season and a value of $124 million. Tiger Woods has said as of right now he feels like he will be in the field at this year's Masters starting tomorrow. The LA Lakers are now officially out of the playoffs this season. Dallas Mavericks are in Detroit tonight. Tip is at 6 o'clock. Baylor baseball lost to DBU 11-6. Baylor softball tonight versus Lamar. 6-30 first pitch, and you can hear that on 101.3 FL. 
Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley's show, ESPN Central Texas, the Wednesday before the Masters. Very excited about this. And uh, uh, so uh, it's just going to be the gorgeous weather, great patio weather. And, uh, boy, this guy, speaking of uh, patio weather, beautiful things that that you can have on your patio, maybe that this man designs. Uh, or sculpts. It is Dan Brooke joining us now on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, a former Baylor football player turned artist. And uh, Dan, some very exciting news coming out of Abilene, Texas. It involves you. But first of all, uh, welcome to the program. It's uh, I was excited to get to visit with you. Hey, Matt. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. Yeah, and just so you know, I uh, a friend of mine, I just got off the phone earlier, and uh, a guy happened to be a SIGEP. And I mentioned you, and he said, oh, my gosh, it's one of our uh, fraternity brothers. And so it was no Dan. Kidding. Who was it? it was, yeah, it was uh, Kevin Stevenson. And, oh, uh, so, <laughs> yeah, I know Kevin. I saw him not long ago. So, yeah, he said you'd been in town for a lecture. And, uh, and, and in fact, uh, yeah, the, between the SIGEPs uh, and the SAEs, my gosh, y'all had some, uh, some of the great Baylor football players came, were also part of those fraternities. That was, uh, that was quite well, yeah, a crew. The reason they let me in, they looked at me and they said, I bet you can hit a softball a long way, right? And I said, yeah, it's like, okay, you're in. <laughs> we need you for intramurals. So that's how that happened. Yeah, well, this is, uh, Dan, this is really exciting. I, I, I first kind of, I've heard your name for a long time, but to get to, you got to play for Coach Taff. Um, over the yeah. years, I know y'all have, uh, he's probably attended some of your lectures or art shows, and y'all stayed in touch. How amazing is it that uh, the, the sculpture or the statue going in at McMurray, where they're honoring Coach Taff, you were asked a commission to, uh, design and sculpt that statue. Um, I mean, that, Dan, that's a uh, that's unbelievable symmetry, and it's almost uh, too much to imagine. How uh, how exciting was that when you first got the call? Well, you know, it was just a beautiful uh, coming for full circle thing. So I first met Coach Taft when I was 19 years old, and had just read his first book, I believe, and I wanted to play ball for a man like that. You know, all these years later, for him um, to ask me to do this for him, it was very touching and and very, very meaningful to me. So, uh, you know, I tend to be obsessive anyway about what I do, but for sure on this one, I I took plenty of time to to dial this in and uh, try to convey, you know, some of uh, the greatness of this man. All right, and and so from start to finish, when you start kind of sketching things out, uh, how long does something this involved, um, how, how long does it take? Because obviously you've got a lot of other projects you're working on, I'm sure, but, uh, right. but you wanted to give a lot of attention, I'm sure, to this. How, when did this start, and when did, you, uh, when did you finish? Well, you know, Matt, anybody that's good at what I do, that's, first of all, it's a pretty small uh, fraternity of people that do what I do and excel at it. So when you approach an artist, 
you can assume that there's a waiting list involved. And in my case, you know, thankfully there is people, um, you know, refer me over and over. So I was first contacted about three years ago and, you know, I spent, I don't know, a good eight months on this thing, uh, just him. And, you know, that was kind of feathered in with, with other projects that I've been working on as well. So it gets a little hard to say I spent this many hours on it, but, uh, you know, I stood in front of this thing to my feet about broke. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you that, but, uh, <laughs> we're real happy with how it's turned out. And what is that process like? Do you spend some time? I'm just sort of curious if you use, if it was a younger coach Taff or if you sat with him even recently, uh, you know, he still is so, it, by the way, doesn't he sound amazing? I mean, I, I was looking yeah. the other day. I was yeah. like, he's a, he's 88 years old, and he still sounds exactly like he did 30 or 40 years ago. He got that strong, you know, powerful uh, preacher slash coach's voice. It's always uh, amazing to hear. But how did how how did you sort of choose? Okay, this is what, what I'm trying to capture. This essence of of Coach Taft, what what kind of went into that, uh, your inspiration for that? Well, you know, his real call to ministry uh, via the coaching field um, started when he was just shy of 30 years old. It was October uh, when he was 29 years old. Uh, McMurray had a plane crash that uh, everyone, believe it or not, walked away from unscathed. And, uh, you know, it wasn't long uh, prior to that, that the whole San Jose State football team, I believe it was San Jose State, died in the very same airframe. So, um, you know, there was a deliverance there, and it, it uh, had a profound impact on a lot of people, <clears throat> and most of all, Coach Taff, and that's when he really dedicated his coaching services to the Lord, and, and that's where, um, you know, he his story really began was when he was 29 so that's the age that i had to capture in that and uh, to try to reference that story and we also have bronze plaques that go into detail about that entire event for posterity so kids on campus are always going to know that lore and it's going to become a part of their campus um, uh, campus lore you know because now if you walk up to a uh, student there at the campus say, hey, do you know about Grant Taft and the plane crash? They just look at you with a blank look. They don't know. So, And, you know, th- those stories are too important not to become a fabric of the university. Yeah. Can, I mean, can you imagine a McMurray student getting to learn about that and, and the fact that most of those kinds of crashes, like you said, did not end as well, and they even had a kind of a funny, I think it's, the word, the acronym is Bible. Uh, that was a belly, what was it, Indian belly landing or something? That, which, yeah, uh, yeah, something about that. You know, there were the McMurray <laughs> Indians back then. Yeah, the, the belly landing club of the McMurray Indians. I forget, but anyway, it wound up. <laughs> the acronym was B I B L E. So passed out cards to them all, made cards yeah. and passed out. Uh-huh. Yeah. So then yeah. there's going to be a lot of those guys there at the unveiling. So I'm looking forward to meeting those guys. Yeah, Dan Brooke joining us on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Dan, I'm curious, how did you know that you were going to be good at this? I, it, it, was this a uh, – I, I think you, I've read where you grew up in Oklahoma, 
Uh, was this something? Did you would you take a great interest as a as a youngster or even in high school in art or or when did when did you really what kind of got your passion going in in this field? Well, you know, Matt, I have uh, some Native American blood, and there's uh, just a real strong creative gene that runs through that culture. So I, I credit a lot of my talent to that, and it it was evident pretty much from the time I hit the ground. Um, so. Once I got out of school and kind of tried on a few different hats career-wise, you know, I, I made a determination that this would be the most true thing that I could uh, pursue. And, uh, you know, I've, I've never looked back. Once I made that decision, I really haven't looked back, and I've been blessed. Well, it's uh, it's amazing. Uh, I go to the Nasher quite a bit, love going up there and looking at some of the sculptures and everything. For people in Central Texas, what's the – What's the best way to be able to to see some of your your work? And I know people, uh, boy, you get commission like this deal. People can buy, I'm sure, directly through your website and everything. But are there some uh, sculptures, some art that that folks can see kind of within driving distance from uh, Waco? Yeah, you know, Matt, what I do are larger commissions. I don't. I I started off showing in galleries and, and doing art shows and all that, but uh, all I do now are uh, private commissions. Mm-hmm. Most of them are public. You know, they wind up being uh, on a university or a municipality. Um, so we've got two uh, seven-and-a-half-foot bronzes of, of Baylor's Congressional Medal of Honor awardees uh, down there right on the river as you cross over the bridge to go to the football stadium. So if you live in Waco, those are some of the best work I've ever done and two of the best subjects I've ever had, you know, by far, you know, they and coach Taft, as far as, you know, the impact that they had on the world and, and, uh, you know, just a meaningful uh, representation of what they've done. Uh, So that'd be one Uh, driving distance, you know, it depends if you want to drive to McMurray, you're going to see a beautiful statue of coach Taft. Um, TCU has 21 different works of art that I did for their stadium, um, on the, uh, home field side, you can walk around just about any time of day there and, wow. and see most of what I've done. So, I, I, uh, both on the exterior and then on the interior of the breezeway, there's 22 foot tall, six 22 foot tall sculptures there. So, you know, in the immediate area, that's what comes to mind. You know, in Tallside of the Trail of Tears Monument, which is a 20-foot-tall piece right there on the river. Um, those are the first ones that come to mind. Yeah. You know, yeah, no, those... 35 years, so they, it kind of, it all kind of runs together. <laughs> well, those are extremely uh, meaningful. I hope maybe you put like a tiny sickum or something on some of those TCU uh, sculptures. Yeah, I did. I okay? a bear paw. If you hunt, you can find them. <laughs> Talking to Dan Brook, uh, the uh, well-known uh, sculptor, uh, played at Baylor, played for Coach Taft, and is now going to have a sculpture of uh, a statue there of, of Coach Taft on campus. Now, how tall will this one be? I, the the seven-foot, I'm glad you said that because I have seen those, and, and it's pretty remarkable, uh, especially given – uh, what those folks did. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, uh, wonderful, but what are the dimensions on this, uh, on, on the, on the whole TAF, uh, uh, you know, structure? He's just under seven feet. He'll be mounted on a three foot high pedestal. 
and uh, there'll be uh, bronze plaques on either side of the uh, statue uh, on a main sidewalk through campus. And the uh, sculpture itself and that installation will be right in front of their chapel, which is a gorgeous uh, piece of architecture. So, you know, those are going to marry up very well for photography. and just uh, It's creating a great environment there. All right, and Dan, I have to ask you your your time with Coach Taff. Um, I was asking you about you know getting recruited, but you you got to campus and said, "Hey, I think I'd like to to play some football," and just showed up in his office. Is the way you were? I think we were talking about it earlier. What was uh, what was that like? And uh, before too long, I think you did end up on uh, scholarship. I mean, that was a pretty bold move, Dan, to just show up and say, "Hey, I'd like a scholarship." At, at Baylor, that's a uh, that's pretty. Uh, that was that yeah, was pretty aggressive, and I guess it worked out for you. Yeah, it did. I didn't have any better sense. I just walked into Grant Taft's <laughs> office. Hey, I'm from Oklahoma. I want to come play football here. And uh, of course, he had had success early on with walk-ons when he first got to the school in 1973. I mean, you couldn't recruit there at all. So he opened it up to walk-ons and uh, anybody that could fog a mirror got a tryout you know so um <laughs> by the time i got there which was uh the fall of 78 they already had a lot of blue chips there so it was a completely different environment <clears throat> there weren't a whole lot of uh walk-ons that made it you know at that point but i did so um you know I'll always be grateful to him for giving me a shot there and and uh you know he recruited he had a sixth sense about um the quality level character wise of the young guys that he brought in, there was just a bunch of great guys there and they've almost all gone on to do great things. I think you could write a book just on that, you know, the uh, kind of the postscript of all the players, uh, you know, once their playing days were over, what they'd gone on to accomplish, it would be, there's just one story after the other, you know, as near as I can calculate it in his career, he's probably coached about 3000 players. Wow. And and they, they hold him in such high regard. You still see him around, you know, you big old huge guys that have, uh, you know, gotten into your 50s, 60s. People still almost act like, you know what I mean? They go, it's like in their pre, in his presence, they go back to being 18 or 19 years old. The, the reverence, it's really neat to see. Last thing I had for you, Dan, what, I, I'm sorry, I think people might be fascinated to learn, like, what are your favorite, um, you, basically materials when you're sculpting something what what's your favorite uh thing to use in terms of putting all that together because i i love kind of thinking and hearing about your process and preparation is there something moldable or is there a certain kind of thing that you love using more than more than others well i gravitate toward water-based clay uh, which is terracotta I do use oil-based clays a lot for various technical reasons on the larger pieces. Um, but, you know, you basically take a sack full of shapeless clay and you strive to make a masterpiece out of it. So, you know, I'm, I'm 63. I've done this 35 years and doing the best work I've ever done in my life. So it's a special time uh, in my life, Matt, and um, I'm just having a lot of fun. You might as well just keep going, you know? No reason hey, to I'm not uh... stop. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, you know, I just buried the man that taught me how to sculpt. He's been my mentor since I was 27 years old. And, uh, you know, 
up till his 90th birthday, he was still sculpting. He he virtually died uh, at the sculpture stand. Sculpture stand. So um, I plan on doing the same thing. I don't know well, what Dan, else who, I'd do. Who was your mentor, and was that in uh, back in Oklahoma, or where was that? No, that was I met him in Dallas. His name was Doctor B. N. Walker. Everybody called him Barbo, and uh, he was a prolific sculptor and a brilliant man. Uh, he was a surgeon before he became an artist, and uh, he just he did tons of work around uh, Texas and the Southeast and the Southwest. Well, I tell you, I was just talking to Coach Taft the other day. I could tell he loved uh, a lot of the a lot of your art, and uh, I think he's very interested in uh, Native American art and maybe has decorated some of his uh, home there. And uh, But what a wonderful day that'll be. Dan, I think I have this right. April 22nd it will be the April ceremony 22nd. Okay, right there on the uh, McMurray campus in Abilene, Texas, the dedication of this new area, and that's going to be so great. Tell the story of the 1963 plane crash which, uh, thank God, you know, 34, all 34 survived, coaches and players. And uh, and then, uh, Grant, what he meant to that university as an undergrad player and then as a coach, 1960 to 1965. Dan, great to visit with you. And uh, uh, it's... Uh, it's uh, it's really I cannot wait. Now that I, we've talked, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to take some trips. May have to next time I'm in Tulsa, I'll uh, I'll go take a peek. But uh, really appreciate you being on with us. Oh, it's my pleasure, Matt. Good talking with you, and I hope to see you on the twenty second. Yes, yes, that's a that's a that's a must see uh, ceremony, and congratulations for being such a huge part of that. Uh, thank you, Dan. We'll uh, we'll talk to you down the road. All right, my friend. Thank you very much. There he goes, Dan Brook, who uh, Native American himself, as he said, and just showed up on the Baylor campus uh, and said, had told uh, Grant Taft that he wanted a scholarship, wanted to play some football. And about a year later, Grant did put him on scholarship, had a nice career in football and uh, is much beloved by all his fraternity brothers and everybody. And as he said, doing his best work at age 63. Aaron, let's let's hope we're doing that, okay? We're still a ways away. From 63, it sounds like Dan's peaking. Uh, sculptors, I love that. Sculptors, you just, I mean, there's no reason. I guess it's different than uh, than athletes. All right, it is time to talk some Campus Confidential. We'll do that next. It's Baylor and West Virginia Big 12 Baseball this weekend from Morgantown. The Bears on the road in Big 12 play this weekend to take on West Virginia. Games Friday at 5.30, Saturday at 3, and Sunday at noon. Bears, Mountaineers, Big 12 Baseball this weekend. And it's right here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Tax season brings a lot of uncertainty for everyone, but especially for investors. I'm Joe Kaleo of the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. We can help you navigate the complexities of tax laws and build a financial portfolio that withstands change no matter what the season. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. 
You know what would be weird? You go over to your buddy's house and he invites you into his bedroom and says, Hey, have you seen my bed? And then he proceeds to take all the covers off his bed, looks at you with no shame and asks you, Do you like what you see? Um, awkward. It's the same thing with your truck. A bare bed is an awkward form of truck nudity and it should be stopped. Now, our lawmakers aren't going to do anything about it, so Pickup Outfitters has decided to take the initiative. In the month of April, all solid bed covers are $250 off when purchased and installed at Pickup Outfitters. You heard right. $250 off all solid bed covers in April. Folding, rolling, retractable, lid style, all $250 off. It's in celebration of our 25th anniversary, but it's also to help you from being that weird guy who wants to show everyone his bed. $250 off solid bed covers in April when purchased and installed at Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco, on the web at createacommotion.com. Tom Ward and Garrett, weekdays 7 to 9 on ESPN Central Texas. ProStar Rental is the number one choice for all of your equipment rental needs. No matter the project, they got you covered. Plus, their friendly local staff is always available to answer your questions. They have a large selection of quality equipment available to rent for any project, big or small. And they have eight locations across Texas to serve you, including locations in Waco and Belton. Visit online at ProStarRental.com for more info. ProStar Rental. They make work easier. And a lot of people, when they come in, they'll say, I'm usually much more active, but since I've been in pain, I've had to limit the activities I'm doing. You're listening to Janelle, an art support specialist at the Good Feet Store. The next step is getting them in the right arch supports. After walking around with the arch supports, they'll feel much freer and lighter. Our goal is to have that long-term change for them to make sure that they're continuing to notice a difference in their life. Try them for yourself with a free fitting at the Good Feet Store. Good Feet Waco in Central Texas Marketplace across from Lazy Boy. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Bob Bosley has stepped down as the commissioner of the Big 12 Conference. He will leave later on this year. Buffalo Bills have reached an agreement with wide receiver Stephon Diggs on a four-year, $104 million extension that includes $70 million guaranteed. The extension ties Diggs to the Bills through the 2027 season and a value of $124 million. Tiger Woods has said as of right now he feels like he will be in the field at this year's Masters starting tomorrow. The LA Lakers are now officially out of the playoffs this season. Dallas Mavericks are in Detroit tonight. Tip is at 6 o'clock. Baylor baseball lost to DBU 11-6. Baylor softball tonight versus Lamar, 6-30 first pitch, and you can hear that on 101.3 FL. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Audio's Matt Mosley, Campus Confidential Time, where we kind of go over college football, college basketball, uh, whatever we need to uh, hit in those areas. Yesterday, we took our show on the road to do some Dallas Baptist versus Baylor baseball. And, uh, boy, thank you so much. Great host. The Dallas Baptist folks were the consummate host. Had a beautiful area up there in the press box. It provided all sorts of great interviews and uh, thought that was great got to see steve rodriguez before the game and had a nice visit with him so also good to hear 
Where'd the music go? Also good to hear the great uh, Rodrigo. They'll bounce back from this, and they'll have a uh, they'll have a good weekend. All right, now it's time to turn it over to Aaron Sexton. Thank you, Matt. Um, sorry, had a little, uh, Aaron little coughing Sext- fit right there. <laughs> That's okay. Now it's time for Aaron Sexton. There we go. Less than one quarter of the nation's wealthiest college athletic departments say they have a plan in place to maximize the amount of money they can give to athletes this year by providing cash rewards for getting good grades. In response to a federal judge's mandate, the NCAA changed its rules in August of 2020 to allow schools to pay each of their athletes up to $5,980 a year as a reward for academic performance. The specific dollar amount was calculated during legal proceedings because it is equal to the maximum amount of financial value an athlete can receive in one year from awards related to their athletic performance. The U.S. Supreme Court also solidified the federal judge's ruling with a 9-0 decision last June. Now, according to ESPN gathered by, uh, excuse me, according to information gathered by ESPN in the past several months from public record requests and a voluntary survey, only 22 of 130 FBS level schools say they have plans in place to provide these academic bonus payments to their athletes this year. That includes... 22 FBS schools out of the the, uh, the 22 FBS schools included in that uh, include nine from the SEC, or excuse me, every team from the SEC except for Georgia. Uh, and they are still undecided on bonus payments. Five Big 12 schools are doing it: Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Iowa State, Texas, and Texas Tech. Wisconsin, the only Big 10 school doing it. The ACC. And Pac-12 each have three schools apiece that are making these uh, payments of about 6000 a year to their student-athletes. The Big 12 does have a uh, um, Big 12 uh, does have a uh, rule about who can be paid, and it can only be scholarship athletes for Big 12 schools, but uh, that's the only thing I could find as far uh-huh. as any of the conferences... Hi. You know, having specific uh, anything specific regarding the rules for schools. Yeah, there's money. a lot. There's a lot going on here, um, and I appreciate you looking all that up. I, 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 I think on the surface, it, it doesn't. It seems like if they allow this, then schools should take advantage. It uh, promotes people uh, doing well in academics. I mean, it only makes sense. I think to have some kind of rule that that says that well it can only be scholarship athletes you can't give a walk on first of all walk ons are putting in for the most part just as much time a lot of times as the uh, scholarship athletes and if they're making great grades I don't know why in the world you couldn't uh, go ahead and reward them too now maybe there's some kind of who knows but that seems like an odd rule to even have. And it's a, it's a hindrance of actually helping people. Now, I, I'm going to hope if you're trying to see the best in schools, what you would hope is maybe they've put all their uh, thought into the NIL portion of this. But I think they ought to take advantage of this. And, again, it's not a huge amount of money. 
uh, the the most I think uh, Aaron said it was around five thousand bucks. But if you want, if you can reward some of your top academic people, and it's become legalized, uh, I, I don't see why in the world you wouldn't do it. Um, there may be an explanation. It may be perfectly reasonable on the surface. It doesn't look great that only 21 out of the whatever potential 130 schools are taking advantage of this and rewarding their student-athletes. Aaron, say again for me what the Big 12 teams are. I'm sorry, I was listening to a bunch of that, but I think you said Texas Tech. What other Big 12 teams are are trying to reward some of their student-athletes? Yeah, no worries. It's a long, detailed story. I was trying to (laughs) get as much in but not read the whole thing but there's okay. five from the big 12 oklahoma oklahoma state texas texas tech and iowa state did you say did you say the university of texas yes okay all right i was gonna say for the huge flagship schools in these states that seem to have enormous budgets and revenue uh to not use that money is uh, would look really bad um, now, again, not everybody, you know, people have used different pockets of money for different things. But uh, I would say you want to come out on the right side of this deal. And the right side would be rewarding your student ac- a- uh, athletes um, academically. But, again, I, Baylor may have uh, another program or something else they're doing instead of this. But I, I did find this to be kind of a uh, – a fascinating story. All right, Aaron, what else do we have today? One more note on that. I, I said that Georgia was the only one SEC team that wasn't doing it. They're the only SEC team that's still undecided. There are SEC teams that have apparently decided uh, because the list has Arkansas, Auburn, Florida, Kentucky, LSU, Missouri, Ole Miss, and Tennessee, Tennessee and South Carolina as providing the money for the students. So obviously not on that list, Alabama and Texas A&M. So they are apparently not going to do that. Uh, well, I get maybe the, the, the 30, whatever it was, the insane amount of money for that. Uh, I, say, I think they got it covered. <laughs> yeah, I think but <laughs> the only people they're not paying are the people making great good grades. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any? Oh, never mind. I'm gonna. Boy, people are about to get. Uh, boy, you, you, Is there you anything more Aggie to, than that? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. There, the Aggies. We got a lot of Aggies listeners out there. We love you. And they Keep let me listening. know too. <laughs> no, it's okay. Keep listening. I know. We we appreciate you. Um, all right. What else do you have for us? The uh, wooden award for the best men's and women basketball players of the year have been announced. Uh, did you see this or any guesses, Matt? Uh, the Wooden Award winners. I don't know. It seems like Shibway won something, but that was, that was the Naismith thing. Who got the Wooden Awards? Also uh, Oscar Shibway from Kentucky. Yeah. Oh, okay. He, he was the winner on the men's side and the women's side. No surprise. Aaliyah Boston, she's won everything. She uh, won the Naismith, the AP Player of the Year, and the Women's Basketball Coaches Association Player of the Year, along with the Wooden Awards. So, congratulations. Yeah, Leah, Leah had some interesting tweets the other night. I know you saw that. Uh, excuse me, that was uh, Nelissa Smith did, and it was about Aaliyah. And she said something along the lines of, man, I love 
I love how they South Carolina runs everything or runs so many plays through Aaliyah Boston. I thought, whoa, that was uh, uh, Aaron. You may have brought that to my attention. Very uh, interesting from Nalissa. And I would say in the defensive, I don't know if that was a shot or whatever that was. I mean, I feel like they ran a lot through Nalissa. I mean, I don't. I mean, of all the, any, any kind of complaint you might have had about the Baylor women this year, I would have complained about. I thought they could have played tougher defense, especially in that South Dakota game. And um, I, I would not. One of my complaints would not have been, oh, they don't run enough plays for Melissa Smith. I mean, I think they try to get the ball to her, play through her a lot. Now, I know they shoot more threes, and unlike Kim's old offense where you pound it down low and, and you have drives and all that kind of stuff, it was a little different. It's a little high. It was different than just the old high-low. But uh, I don't know if that's – I mean, I, I, sometimes I want these – and I love Melissa Smith – but I want these star athletes to decide what it is they want. They spend most of the year saying, I'm so glad we have Nikki, and, you know, kind of I'm glad Kim's gone. And then at the end, they're like, well, wish we had a coach who would run more stuff through me. So I just kind of would like to, you know, maybe them decide what it is they want. All right, Aaron, what else do you have, sir? Oh, by the way, did you see these things, Aaron? I was going to bring this up. This might be a good time to do it. They, uh, oh, we got Eric Nadell, don't we? Oh, man. Yeah, okay, yeah. remind me, Aaron. At some point, I want to bring up who's on the list, some of these people being listed as potential replacements for Bob Bowlesby. Some of the weirdest stuff I've seen, and I'd like to comment on that. All right, the voice of the Rangers, the Hall of Famer himself, Eric Nadell, joins us next. John Morris here telling you all about my friends at Marineland Boating Center, home of Crest Pontoon Boats and Yamaha Outboards. They have boats in stock for immediate delivery. Enjoy days of fishing and family boating fun from Crest Pontoons, powered by Yamaha Outboard Motors. Only at Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South, or on the web at MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. At UBO Business Services, we are brand agnostic. We support many different brands, but only the best products from each provider. Our analysts favor flexible systems that don't leave you locked into a one-brand technology solution. Being flexible allows your organization to stay nimble and take advantage of the latest emerging technologies. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. 
Businesses that don't advertise are like fishermen who randomly drop a hook in the river, hoping for a fish to pass by. Eminem Broadcasters is the lure to bring the customers to you. Seven different radio stations, each reaching a unique audience of potential customers. Your customers. Advertise today. Email to info at mmbwaco.com or call 254-772-0930. That's 254-772-0930. When you have a litter-free state of mind, you get the answer to all of life's great questions right in your head. Like, am I a jerk because I let trash fly out of the car window? Yes. If I throw garbage out of my truck and no one sees it, really? Can I be fined up to $2,000 for littering on? Yes, come on. And should I dispose of litter properly because I'm a proud Texan? That's exactly what Don't Mess With Texas means. Get your litter-free state of mind today and don't mess with Texas. A message from TxDOT. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Marineland Boating Center, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. On his Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, rolling along on a Wednesday. And it is time to talk to my longtime friend and the voice of the Rangers. It is Eric Nadell joining us. And, uh, Eric, it's, it's finally here. And, I mean, there were times we wondered um, when opening day would actually happen, if it would happen. Uh, and so, you know, I, it, it, it's, it's a great feeling now that it's here. Eric, I got to say, is it, um, does it feel completely different starting this season, knowing the, the commitment the Rangers have made? Does this, I, I, we're always excited for a season, but do you have a little more pep in your step as, uh, as this one begins? Talking about guys like, Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon being on display every day, it's going to be a lot more fun. You know, I think the pitching will determine just how far the Rangers can go, but that lineup's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, I can't wait. It's not the easiest way to, to start the year, but I mean, I you know, opening day with a Gray on the mound. I mean, this is uh, uh, th- this whole team. Uh, the, the amount of money that's put up, you know, been put out there. Um, I don't know. I don't want to get into like predictions or anything because they play in such a tough division, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Eric, think about some of these starts the Rangers have had in the past. They've had some good ones. They've had bad ones. What, what do you kind of see as the most important thing right out of the chute for kind of staying connected? You've seen this thing happen both ways. What are you looking to see really early from this team? Well, mostly, Mo, to just not get buried. You know, make sure the Rangers come through the first month and they're, they're not already out of contention, which has been the case uh, a lot in the last couple of years. Um, get off for a decent start. Obviously, they draw a very short draw in having to face Toronto in Toronto the first three games of the season. Um, but, you know, looking at later on in the month, the Rangers have a homestand where they play Houston uh, at Atlanta. You know, a division champion and then a world champion. Uh, you know, they've got to make sure they come through the month of April, either 
above 500 or this goes to 500 or you know you're not going to engender the kind of confidence that, that you were hoping to Eric, you got a you got a bad sell right now, so if you don't mind, maybe walking over to the other side of the room, I'll just sit here and uh, direct you as you try to find a better. Uh, okay, a better I'm actually s- in the ho- <laughs> I'm actually in the hotel lobby because my room doesn't have a signal. Um, so <laughs> let me walk through the lobby and tell me what it's good. Okay, uh, all right, yeah. The- Is this any better? Toronto hotels not known for their great sell service, but uh, you were you were starting to sound a little better uh, there. And uh, and I'll just ask you while you walk there, you don't you were sounding a little stronger there. I, I I'm curious, John Gray. You know, so many of these pickups were overshadowed with the two huge ones that you mentioned. John Gray uh, is someone that's. Uh, uh, you know, been good, had, you know, has a, uh, I, I don't think you would kind of look at him as an ace type person. What are you, what are your expectations for John Gray and, and, and how important is he, uh, for, for this, uh, for this, uh, you know, this staff? Well, he's always had ace like potential. Well, and, you know, this year, maybe with the change of scenery, with getting out of course field. Uh, perhaps this is the year he really blossoms. You know, this is the third year he's been an opening day starter. He did it twice for Colorado, which they saw him as, you know, the top in their rotation. Uh, he's never had the kind of breakthrough year that everybody expected, but you know, he's still young. It can still happen. You know, he's got great stuff. And anytime there's a change of scenery, a change of pitching coaches, you know, you always think the guy's got a chance to have a breakout season, have some sort of breakthrough. Hopefully that'll be a good great. Talking to Eric Nadell, he is in Toronto. The man loves live music. I uh, I don't know what uh, Canada has. Uh, Eric, will you be able to find anything? Um, and you know, obviously Canada has been really tough on these pandemic uh, pandemic. In fact, they've had some of their professional teams not even allowed to play there. I think seem things are finally calming down. Uh, can you? Can you at least go out and maybe find some live music while you're there? I hope so. I've been looking around to see what's out there. Um, the rules are pretty strict in a lot of places. Not all of the venues are open, but most of them are. Uh, but Saturday, there seemed to be uh, a variety of options for us after the day game. Freddie Guy is playing here at Massey Hall, which is a historic venue, um, maybe the most historic venue in all of Canada. I've seen shows there before. The show is sold out, but I'm hoping maybe I can find somebody selling a single ticket on Saturday night. So that's that's kind of what I have my eye on. Boy, I like that. I like it when you're moving around town, finding these things. Now, talking about this rotation, Martin Perez, isn't it funny how baseball works or how you know baseball go is what Ron Washington used to say? Martin Perez... I remember him getting his uh, long-term deal with the Rangers as a, and it just seemed like yesterday we were in surprise, and this guy was extremely young and extremely talented, and he returns now as a veteran pitcher who who's been around for quite some time. Um, is uh, what are you? What are your expectations for him, and, and how much of a how different a pitcher is he than the guy we we might remember? You know, he's completely different. When he was with the Rangers, uh, he first came up with the Rangers. He was throwing 97 miles an hour. He had a big 12 to 6 curveball and a changeup. And 
in later on in his career with the Rangers, he switched more towards throwing sinkers instead of high fastballs and more towards flyers instead of curveballs. I remember him working with Greg Maddox on that stuff when Mike Maddox was the pitching coach. Greg Maddox came in and kind of made for his own personal passion. But then when he left the Rangers, he was All right, we're having pitch for him. Yeah, it's just uh, I Eric it is just not Toronto is not cooperating with us at all, and uh, so uh, unfortunately, I had all this stuff planned for you. Let's let's try again. We'll get you in a better cell at some point uh, in the coming days because our audience in Central Texas gets very very excited when you're coming on and of course we're one of the longtime affiliates for the rangers and so we have all our games right here on espn central texas uh eric i'm sorry i blame it on me we'll just put it put it on mosley but uh <laughs> we'll play, uh, blame it on canada yeah <laughs> that's right but have a good time there in canada and i promise we'll do this again soon and thanks for trying to make it work and getting down there to the lobby it just was uh it, it, it just would not cooperate with us we'll call you soon i appreciate you okay we'll do it again from the usa <laughs> that's right we'll do it for opening day that's fun that'll be uh, uh monday in fact uh and we'll try to book uh eric again there he goes eric nadell uh from toronto and i know everybody's just like me they're like oh mosley let him fight through it but it's just um, at some point you have to, you know, you got to think of our uh, our great listeners, and it just was not working. And so I'm sure if I know Aaron Sexton, he was sitting there. Okay, Mosley, you probably need to uh, pull the plug here. But again, um, he's in Toronto. You never know about those hotels, and unfortunately, cell coverage when you go to a foreign country is not the same. Aaron, we'll put it on. Uh, I wonder what his co- you think he's an AT and T guy? I don't know. We'll put it. We'll just we'll just say it's on Eric's phone. But uh, uh, that's unfortunate. Now I I would say this as we get ready for that opening day in Toronto, and then of course the Rangers will be home to start opening day at their ballpark on Monday. And Aaron, I don't know if you've gotten to go. Have you been to the new ballpark yet? I have not. I'm going this year, but I haven't been yet. Okay. It, it, what I haven't been, I've been when it's closed. All right. The only times I've seen games there. And so what I'm really looking forward to is a pretty spring day. And of course, I guess it was 93 yesterday. So we better get it in a hurry. I want to see, I want to be at that new ballpark with, with the, uh, with, with the sunlight coming in and with it open. Now they got to make those decisions early. You can't just at the last minute close it. And I would imagine they would be targeting Monday. I've not looked at the weather for next week. I would think they want to have it open. And, uh, and again, they, you, can, uh, you can go either way on it. I, I, I'm, I'm excited for this season for a variety of reasons, not the least of which is, I mean, it's crazy to think about going out. I, I think until I'm sitting out there in the press box or seats as a fan, and I see Corey Seager – go out to shortstop, and I see Marcus Simeon go out to second base, I'm not going to believe that it's happened. And, um, I, I mean, the real key is, you know, getting him, uh, you know, uh, being able to stay healthy, of course. But Corey Seager, now Simeon is a power hitter deluxe. Good fielder, 
Used to not be, by the way. And, and with the help of Ron Washington, turned himself into a great hitter, one of the great power hitters in our game. But Seager is the key to me. I mean, this is a guy, this is someone they get at, at his peak, the peak of his career. And we're talking 35, 40 home runs, guy can play uh, great with his glove. This is, this is going to be fun to watch. So there are two things that could happen. Either this is going to be an old-school Rangers team where they try to bash you, um, and, and I think that's, that's okay. Um, I, these other things, the other questions will be, you know, who are some of these other position players? One of those guys, uh, Aaron, is Mitch Garver's name's been coming up. What can Nathaniel Lowe do this year? Um, you, you know, you, you feel like we should be talking more about pitching but these are these are names that are going to come up now. From a pitching standpoint, I, I think one of the big things is, and I know people are out there. God, I wish we were hearing from Nadell right now. I'm sorry, we tried. We had him on. It, it, the connection was bad. We'll get him on real soon. Uh, it is Matt Mosley with Aaron Sexton. You like our baseball talk out there, surely? Two five four six six two sixteen sixty. By the way, if you want to weigh in. If you want to talk some Rangers, even if you want to talk some Astros, I'm happy to do that. Um, this Taylor Hearn is is fascinating to me because this staff is nothing that exciting. All right, the position players are more exciting than anything they're going to throw out there. I mean, John Gray is not an ace. Now he's been an opening day pitcher as Eric was getting ready to say a couple team times in the past with the uh, Rockies. And it, it, it just, uh, I mean, he is, he's just not a top-of-the-rotation type guy. Where Hearn, the former first-round pick, Aaron, was he, that would have been one of those Rangers picks almost like, because they've obviously been bad for several years now. I'm trying to think where they took Taylor Hearn. It would have been very early. Uh, but, this is this is what you get excited about is a young prospect and seeing what they could bring. Now, the prospect that everybody's going to want to know about and and go out to Frisco to see. I mean, it's totally worth going out to Frisco. In fact, I think I saw recently is April eighth opening day out there. Aaron, do you know who's leading off the uh, season opener? For uh, the Rough Riders, do you know who will be on the mound for them? Lighter, right? Yes, you are correct. Jack Lighter. Now, that's I'm, I'm much more excited about Jack Lighter than I am anything on the, the mound for the Rangers. So, I, I find, I, I think this is going to be one of the more interesting seasons in several years since they were going to the playoffs because you add the capability of about 80 to 90 home runs in two players, and they're playing up the middle for you. Um, and, and then I, I looked at the projected opening day lineup, and I'm, I'm excited to see who that's going to be. And Solak wasn't in it. Now, maybe they're just projecting because Solak, Aaron, I want to make sure I have this right. Solak bust Left-handed pitching, see right. Anyway, Solak is uh, a guy that they like to kind of platoon. But uh, the the opening day lineup I was seeing the other day that really looked like it could be projected 
uh, did not have Solak in it. And so I, um, I, I, Aaron, are you, are you, are you getting kind of excited and letting yourself dream about this team? I, I would say the only outfielder that we can actually, we got Cole Calhoun, and then you've got uh, Adolis uh, Garcia, you know, who can who can man center field. You got a platoon situation in left field. Aaron, is this the most excitement you've had as a Rangers fan in some time? It is. Uh, you know, there was no excitement the last three years because you knew they were going to be terrible. And I don't, I don't get surprised a lot after covering sports for a long time, but I thought for sure that the Rangers were going to do like uh, a lot of teams have done, a lot of franchises have done like Baltimore and Cleveland and keep the payroll super low because you can do that. And with, you know, the revenue sharing and TV money local for the local TV money, you can still make millions, but give Rangers ownership credit. They went out and spent a half a billion dollars to make this team better. And to make more people come out to the ballpark. It is a staggering payroll. How you go from getting criticized for not having much of a payroll and just sort of, uh, you know, kind of putting it. This is a this is a, a team of some sort of ill-fitting parts. And I even like kind of studying. I think they're going to take 10 uh, members of the bullpen is what they were doing the other day. I was trying to see the last couple of names. There were a couple of names that were kind of hit or miss. There's just a couple of pitchers that they can't quite get to turn the corner. And so uh, one of those guys was optioned out to AAA the other day. Um, it, I, I just and, – and, and Aaron, there's one guy. I know we need to go here in a second. There's one player in spring training that had barely – he got like a spring training invite. If I talk for long enough, I'll think of his name. Anyway, they gave him like 15 at-bats in the spring. And in the past, he, he, got, he finally got to the big leagues a year ago – and I think he was hitless in 10 at-bats. He's 26 years old. And it, so it was kind of debatable whether he was going to make the team or not. And they're going to have to find a way to get him on, like, the 40-man roster. Well, here's the reason. In spring training, which was abbreviated and different because they had, a, you know, they got there late, this guy got, like, I want to say it was, like, 12 to 15 at-bats, okay, or plate appearances. He had eight hits. Three of them were home runs. And in, in, in limited action, he just went out there and crushed major league pitching. You say, oh, Matt, he was doing that on the back lots or whatever. No, 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 no. They put him – these situations were mostly against frontline pitching. So at the break, tell you what I'll do. I'll uh, dig this up because I was looking at that late last night. But as Aaron and I both do, I, it was probably like 2 or 3 in the morning, so I may be a little bit hazy. But it did get me kind of excited because I always like that kind of last guy to make the roster to see if he can be anywhere as good as he was in spring training. But I promise you, this young man has the Rangers uh, manager's uh, attention. Okay, <clears throat> next. We have, uh, thanks to Garrett Ross and our team of uh, – Representatives, Tom's been going out there quite a bit. I try to get out there as much as possible. The uh, Some of the Baylor uh, coaches and players have been talking, and one of our favorite players, Aaron, you remember this, 
You know how much I love Al Walcott. Uh, he spoke today, and then the DB's coach for uh, uh, for Baylor, who is a the secondary coach, a very interesting guy. I want to hear from both of them next. Your weather report is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency has offered Texans policies for their personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs. Check them out at nitschegroup.com. With the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency, Texans can go to one company and get access to insurance coverage options from many carriers. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Now, here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody. It's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the midweek Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor baseball falls on the road and softball back in action tonight at Gatterman Stadium. Give you details on both straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. In Texas, there's pea-sized hail and baseball-sized hail. Guess which one hit our house? We didn't even know where to begin, but we called our Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent and he was so reassuring. He knew exactly what to do to get our house back into shape and our lives back to normal. Now, we're even more thankful for the roof over our heads. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to insure your home for Texas-sized weather. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Allen Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. Baylor University is where lights shine bright. So, let there be light. Let there be roommates and teammates, scholarship and championships. Let there be fresh starts and new traditions, fast friendships and lasting impacts. Let there be laughter. Let there be joy. Let there be light. Baylor University, where lights shine bright. You're listening to the Baylor Sports Beat on ESPN Central Texas. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Baylor baseball dropped an 11-6 decision on the road at 24th-ranked Dallas Baptist last night in Dallas. With the loss, the Bears now 16-12 and on the season. They stay on the road this week, headed to Morgantown for a three-game series against West Virginia beginning on Friday. Meanwhile, Baylor's softball looks to snap out of a seven-game losing skid. Tonight, at home, hosting Lamar. Baylor softball sitting at 17 and 17 on the season, making all of these games, non-conference or conference, very important. Here's Baylor associate head coach, Brittany Newman. Yeah, you know, John, we're sitting at a spot right now um, and we've got to, uh, we've got to play our best softball. You know, we've played a really good pre-conference schedule and have uh, learned and grown a lot as a team. And that's what you want. Um, Coming into conference, you know, softball only has seven uh, teams. And so we really have a pretty um, heavy loaded pre-conference schedule. So we 
are at a at a point now where we just need to take everything that we've worked on and and grown from and um and we've we've got to win and we need to uh just go out there really and play play our game and um get some wins. That's Baylor associate head coach, pitching coach Brittany Newman, leading into Baylor and Lamar coming up tonight at Getterman Stadium. On the air at 6.15, first pitch at 6.30 on 101.3 FM this evening. Television tonight on Big 12 Now on ESPN+. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. ESPN Central Texas is your home of the Texas Rangers. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Breezy conditions tonight, but not as windy as it was earlier today. We'll see mostly clear skies and low temperatures fall to 42 degrees. Mostly sunny skies tomorrow. It's going to be a seasonal day. Looking pretty good, too, with a high of 74. And on Friday, mostly sunny skies. Again, just about normal and a high of 75. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Glenn Moore and Baylor Bears Softball on 101.3 FM. Baylor Softball back in action Wednesday at Getterman Stadium hosting Lamar. 6.15 for the warm-up show, 6.30 first pitch for Baylor Lamar Softball Wednesday from Getterman Stadium. Join Dan Ingham for Baylor Big 12 Softball every game on 101.3 FM. John Morris here telling you all about my friends at Marineland Boating Center, home of Crest Pontoon Boats and Yamaha Outboards. They have boats in stock for immediate delivery. Enjoy days of fishing and family boating fun from Crest Pontoons, powered by Yamaha Outboard Motors. Only at Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South, or on the web at MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Some things never change, like the commitment to service and protection the Nietzsche Group Insurance Agency has offered since 1949. Whether you're needing a new business policy to get your operations up and running, adding cyber liability for a remote workforce, or if you're needing to pause your current coverage, our team is here for the protection you need when you need it. Whatever your coverage needs, talk to the experts that care. Call the Nietzsche Group to discuss your personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs at 1-800-258-8302. In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel & Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel & Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at Pioneer boys.com 
ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weinch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. Bob Bosley has stepped down as the commissioner of the Big 12 Conference. He will leave later on this year. Buffalo Bills have reached an agreement with wide receiver Stephon Diggs on a four-year, $104 million extension that includes $70 million guaranteed. The extension ties Diggs to the Bills through the 2027 season and a value of $124 million. Tiger Woods has said as of right now he feels like he will be in the field at this year's Masters starting tomorrow. The LA Lakers are now officially out of the playoffs this season. Dallas Mavericks are in Detroit tonight. Tip is at 6 o'clock. Baylor baseball lost to DBU 11-6. Baylor softball tonight versus Lamar, 6-30 first pitch, and you can hear that on 101.3 FL. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley Show. ESPN Central Texas, Aaron Sexton alongside as always, and we've got some uh, college football for you, and uh, Baylor's been uh, doing a lot of talking and playing and a lot of spring football, some appearances, always great to get to visit with folks in the spring, and of course the spring game will come up, we'll all get to take a big peek at it together, that'll be on the 23rd, there's going to be an event, I'm going to try to watch that thing from the Baylor Club and they'll have all kinds of things going on that day, special kind of get-togethers and everything. But uh, love the, hanging out in the Baylor Club. What a great place. It's great on game days, but all throughout the week. And appreciate Mike Mosel and his group, that panoramic, the panoramic views, McLean Stadium, uh, the bar, the anytime uh, bar and grill, great food. The other day, they made me a big to-go thing of, uh, was that French onion? No, that was a spinach artichoke dip. Man, that was a big hit. That was really good, and uh, I appreciate that. Aaron, as we get ready to listen to some of these uh, things, I, you know, Garrett Ross writes for 24-7, and uh, they put out their way-too-early uh, 2022 Big 12 win totals. All right, all the, uh, all the different teams. And this was, I guess you'd take the over or the under or whatever, but this was their predicted win totals, according to somebody named Bud Elliott. Okay, I don't know if Garrett knows him or not, but Bud Elliott is who came up with this. Aaron, do you care to guess where they have the Bears and the Longhorns? They have the Longhorns and the Bears with the same Big 12 Win totals. Now, what I don't understand totally is if this is for the whole season or or actually in the Big Twelve. Um, I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, Aaron, what do you think they have for Baylor? And let's let's go ahead and just act like it's for uh, the amount of games they're going to win the whole season. So, well, I think they have mid ten wins, seven wins. What? Mm-hmm. Now, it may be, it may be just Big 12, but they've got OU with nine, and they got Oklahoma State with eight. All right, so it almost, yeah, that let's think. That would have to be Big 12 wins, but that would still have Baylor with three Big 12 losses. I mean, it could happen, but I don't Seven. see it. And that, 
Oklahoma lost so many players. I don't know how you just automatically put them that high. Yeah, but I don't know. But Baylor only will play. They so they would have to be. It would be no Baylor would go seven and two in conference, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, two, two losses. So, yeah, that's right. All right. So they have Oklahoma uh, going undefeated in conference. There you go. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> anybody? Never mind. Let's <laughs> see if anyone wants to wager on that. Yeah, well, by the way, Eric Nadell has apologized, but no big deal. We'll figure it out. We'll get Eric on perhaps uh, opening day uh, at at the uh, at Globe Life, for, and that'll be uh, that would be kind of fun to do. All right, uh, Aaron, let's uh, let's talk some Baylor football here, and I've been very interested to hear from this. Uh, this is the secondary coach for the Bears. Now, I think he knows his stuff. I thought it was very interesting in some ways how he managed the secondary this past season. Uh, of course, they're going to lose Raleigh Tejada. They're going to lose J.T. Woods. They're going to lose Boogie Barnes. They're going to lose the great safety. You know, I, it's just this is a tough, this is a tough one. Um, you know, talking about Jalen Petrie. It's a tough to replace just a tremendously talented and deep group. Although I like Mark Milton. I love Al Walcott. He was starting by the end of the season. And um, let's see who else. Christian Morgan is coming back as well. Let's hear from the Baylor secondary coach, and that is Coach Kevin Curtis. How are those cornerbacks looking? Are they coming along like like you're hoping? Yes, sir. Um, They are working every single day. Um, I appreciate their attitude. We have some good leadership, um, some guys that played some meaningful snaps mm-hmm. in Al Walcott and Mark Milton. And um, you have some young talent in Chateau Reed and A.J. McCarty and Tevin Williams. And so uh, those guys are working. And every day we're just getting a little bit better and understanding how to play in this system and how to work every day. A.J. really came on last year. How much does that help him going into this year, getting that kind of experience there late in the year? Yes, I think um, just playing with confidence, and, and the more reps you get, the more confidence you get. Um, the one thing that you know about AJ, AJ is going to play hard. Um, and now it's just controlling it and understanding exactly what I'm supposed to do. Um, but he's going to play hard. Um, this means a lot to him. And so now we're trying to build the other things of make sure I come in and study more film and watch it um, and be a student of the game. Uh, the guys like Jalen Petrie, Terrell Bernard, those guys left a great example. Um, and so um, those guys have something to follow. What's the importance of having guys who have that experience like Al and Mark and no, kind of knowing who you can count on in that area? Well, I think um, the more games you play, the more relaxed you are going into the game. Um, sometimes when you're when you're young, you kind of psych yourself up and try to think of it's it's more than what it is. And it's just hey, relax and play. Um, do what you do in practice. Um, and if you do practice at, at the fast level like we, we talk about, then everything will be fine. But it's a comfort for those guys, and uh, I think the guys can look, the team can look to those guys like Mark and uh, Al for confidence of like hey, they've done this before. You know what? We're not worried about the whole last year thing. Um, our thing, our focus is every day, just get a little bit better. And then at the end of the season, we can kind of talk about that. But right now, we're just so focused on, hey, like, be you and, and get better every single day. 
Are there certain points throughout spring where you said, okay, this date I'd like us to have this, or this date I'd like to be able to measure this, or something like that? Do you set that, or do you kind of more free-flowing? Well, you know, we, we always want um, great energy. Uh, we want uh, great execution, okay, and we want that edge, and that's our goals every day. Um, but we'll get in a circle, and we talk about, hey, what what is each guy trying to improve on? And everybody has an idea of like, hey, this is what I want to get better at. Then we'll also talk in a group of like, hey, what do we want to see from this group today? And so uh, everybody can talk about it and, and kind of we can take ownership. Everybody can take ownership of like, hey, this is what we said pre-practice. Let's let's do it. Uh, you talked about Mark and Al. What are each of those guys' strengths? You know, uh, Al brings a physical presence. Mm. Um, you know, you saw him blitz. You saw him making plays. You saw him tackling. Um, and so he brings that physical presence. Uh, Mark can run, uh, but also has some savvy of, 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 of playing, executing the defense, crack replacing, playing in zones. And so uh, both those guys bring, um, bring different things to the table, but both, we need both. Was Chateau a guy that you knew was coming, that kind of thing? Yes. Um, you know, Chateau is constantly just getting better and better and better. Um, and you could see in the offseason wanting to come and talk a little bit more uh, ball and, and, and get on the board and understand what's going on. I think um, he's understanding the off the field, everything that you do off the field and studying and learning and understanding the system is going to help you on the field. There's a certain level of swagger and confidence, almost cockiness to be a corner and be on an island. Do you feel like this group has that? And if not, how do you kind of build that before the season? Well, I think confidence comes from doing it, you know, reps of doing it right. And so uh, I think the more and more you make plays, the more and more you come to practice and you practice the way you should. Um, you're going to get balls caught on you. You're going to miss things. But if you go at the right speed and your eyes in the right spot, you can take the small wins and you keep growing. And so for us, we just want to continue to grow um, and, and practice the right way. What would you say is the biggest area of growth you needs to go through with this? I, I think like a day like this where it's warm, of fighting. I think that's any, anything. It's just like no matter what, you might not be your fastest because you got a, um, a strain or, or something. You're not, you're not 100%, but you're going to fight. And so what we want from our guys is just continue to fight every single day and compete. Just because you coached him last year, were you surprised when you saw what Kalen was able to do running? Did you see that speed in practice? Oh, yeah, you know, you know Kalen can run. We all, we all knew that, you know, and so uh, we were just kind of waiting to see what time it was, but um, he, he can really, really run. Uh, God has blessed him with serious speed. What do you take away from the well, what you want to see is um, in scrimmage, like when you're here practicing, um, things that showed up consistently, when it goes over there to the stadium and there may be people in the stands or a little different environment that guys can stay consistent um, and keep doing what you're doing, not trying to do too much, uh, not doing minimal mistakes that you weren't doing during the week. And so just trying to stay consistent. All right, there he was, um, and uh, Kevin Curtis played at Tech for Spike Dykes years ago, then coached on Sonny Dykes' staff at SMU, and then uh, before last season made the move to Waco to Baylor and uh, has an interesting background, and I think he really likes the combination of some of the veterans on this team. Now, people remember Al Walcott um, came from uh, JUCO, 
And, you know, we didn't know exactly what Al was going to be. And then, you know, he just showed last year that he can be a playmaker. And he loves to hit. And uh, he's uh, I, I think he's a, a tremendous asset to this team and could emerge as one of the great playmakers. Let's hear a little bit from Al Walcott, uh, Baylor cornerback, right now. And my mom, usually, she doesn't really like the uh, name Al because that's not what she named me. Uh, my real name is Al Fahim. But on the field, y'all call me Al. I don't mind. But she likes Al Fahim. That's, that's what she named me. So. What is it? Al Fahim. Al Fahim. Al Fahim. How do you spell that? A-L-F-A-H-I-Y-M. She doesn't like Al. I mean... That, she just said that's not what she named me. That's all. Can you tell her about it? Questions? Oh. <laughs> Any questions? Well, uh, you're one of the veterans now. Yes, sir. Yes. Um, what, what do you feel like maybe your role is out there? What, what do you got to like show, show out there? Um... Honestly, I feel like I have to show I know the defense and I can help uh, the, any calls in the defense, you know what I'm saying, be able to um, help the backers or in the safeties in the back end. I, I feel like they shouldn't be the ones to, to, to make the calls. I feel like as corners, as a veteran, I feel like we should be able to know the stuff and be able to uh, help them with the calls. How much did that experience last year both you when you were starting by the end of the year? And- significant games obviously i'm gonna be honest it helped a lot because when you're actually out there it's different between practice on the on the field and in the game when you're out there on the game everything's moving so much faster and everything's like just way faster so i mean that experience and actually feeling it i feel like now i know what's to come and i feel like i i, I, I believe we're gonna have a better uh, season should it slow down by yeah oh yeah definitely game, game? yeah it slowed down especially when you know the defense i feel like everything slows down Slow down. When you know the stuff, slow down. Was there a moment or a play from that season where you almost like clicked a little bit and you're like, okay, like? Uh, I'll show y'all though, but um, I felt like the Sugar Bowl, my pick. Uh, I'm be honest, I didn't even, when I was running, I feel like, I feel like I blacked out. I didn't even know I was running. <laughs> I'm be honest. All I know, I'm just trying to run for my life and score and help the team in any type of way. But I feel like, the sugar ball, like, wow, yeah, I can do this. I, I'm, I, I can do this. I can help. You're not a guy who looks up at the scoreboard to see if anyone's chasing you? I actually, I actually did. That's why I kept looking back and everything. I looked and kept looking back. I was like, all right. Yeah. Do you, so. Have you noticed the difference now that you have that newfound confidence, kind of now that you know you can do it? Are things different at practice? Uh, yeah, yes. Well, most definitely. I feel like I can go out there and do anything that I put my mind to. And with that confidence, I feel like I could pass it down to the younger guys, which already have those that type of confidence, which is great for them as younger guys because when they do step into that veteran role, they're going to be just perfect and execute everything they needed to. You had to adapt to become that type of leader on the field and maybe a vocal leader. Is that something that comes naturally? Um, yeah, I think I had to adapt because I'm not really a talkative guy, really. So I really had to adapt to it. And um, I had people tell me, like, I have people that do look up to me and, you know, saying I have a, a a significant role on this team. So that really helped me, you know, take that, that leadership role in the room or even on the team. What do you like about what do you like about playing cornerback? Obviously, it's a very hard position. What do you like? I feel like it is the I feel like it's the hardest position personally, and I feel like it it, it challenges me as as a player and as a person mentally. You know what I'm saying? Because as as a corner, you have to really really be technically sound and what you do because wide receivers these days are very very talented especially ours i believe we got the best but i'm not gonna speak on that but um yeah is there any younger guy 
particular that you've seen do a lot better in the spring than you, than you thought they would do? <laughs> Those two coming up next, AJ, I believe AJ and Chateau, they, they really like step, they're really stepping up, you know what I'm saying? As even as leaders, even though they're younger guys, uh, rusher sophomores, you know they're really stepping up as as a leader as well, even at that young age. Even even off that question a little bit, are there some traits in those young guys that you see and you're like, oh, that reminds me of that guy who I played with and this guy? Who oh yeah, dog. They got dog mentality. Like they're not gonna back down. If if they lose a rep, they're gonna tell you to come back. If they lose a rep, they're gonna tell you to come back. If they lose a rep, they're gonna tell you to come back. And I feel like that dog mentality is really gonna take them a long a long way. As you fight against the receivers, what have you seen maybe out of that side of the room as, as a DB? May, uh, may say that again, sorry. Uh, yeah, you, you go against the receivers on, <laughs> on your team. What have you seen out of that group, you know, maybe from the defensive side of the ball that stands out to you? Uh, that's a good question. Sheesh. May I come back to that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. May I come back to that? That's actually Because the receivers are really, really talented. So I give them that. I'll, I'll come back to that one. Would there be a little bit of chip on y'all, particularly the DB shoulders? Outside perspective is going to be with all that you lost, that, that might be the weakness. Will there be a little bit of chip on your shoulder about that? Um, Maybe. But at the same time, no, because we know what to expect. We, especially coming from off of last year, we know what to expect. The pe the, the guys that left last, uh, last year, they they uh, taught us and everything. We watched them and what they did. So we know what to expect. And now we just need to go out there and execute it. So I don't really believe we have really a chip on our, our shoulders because I know we can go out there and uh, do it. So. How good are the receivers? Oh, <laughs> man, they make us work every day. Like, th those guys are really, really talented in how they cut, go in and out their route. Like, I really do appreciate it. Gavin, Seth, Armani, uh, all of them, they, they really, they really, really talented. And I can't wait to see what they do this year. Now that you've gotten those reps that you talked about and the game's kind of slowed down, what's the next step for you? Um... My, my eye, discipline, eye, eye discipline is very important, especially as a DB and my technique. So just working on those this year will help help me uh, a lot and slow the game down even more. So to make your mom happy, what's the origin of your first name, Alfahim, and any background to that? Uh, she had a teacher. She had a professor, a teacher in uh, New York when she went to school, and she was like he was like a mentor, and he passed away in a, a car accident. So it just you know I guess she liked it. All right, there it is, uh, Al Walcott uh, joining. Uh, well, we had uh, Garrett out there representing us. Appreciate that, and uh, good to uh, good to hear him. I mean, what a uh, what a tremendous uh, player uh, he's become. He's a playmaker. He's become a leader on the defense, and uh, I just think uh, he's someone I really liked. And you remember Aaron? I talked about. I think uh, Stephen probably remembers that as well. I just. Uh, could not get enough uh, of Al Walcott. And, uh, man, they started playing him more and more, and he's just really, really good at the point of attack, and he loves contact. He likes playing inside the box when he can, and he is a uh, he's, he's a playmaker. And, obviously, the Sugar Bowl, he made an enormous play on the touchdown return. That was Al Walcott. And, uh, man, what a fun show it's been today. Got to talk a little baseball with uh, – Eric Nadell will have more from him. And then uh, we talked to Dan Brooke, who has done some amazing statues and, and um, the uh, sculptures around Baylor, and then one of Grant Taft that will be on the uh, McMurray campus. And that celebration ceremony is going to be on the 22nd 
of April, and uh, and then those congressional uh, medal, uh, 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 you know, Medal of Honor winners, uh, recipients, the uh, statues of uh, Jack Lum, uh, Loomis, very very famous, uh, and a former Baylor uh, player, and then uh, there are two statues there. Uh, by McLean Stadium that uh, Dan Brooke did. He just did a tremendous job on those. So uh, really uh, cool to think about him doing those. And uh, those were football and baseball alums that were honored and uh, just beautiful. Uh, Those are seven-foot statues out there by McLean Stadium. You've all seen them. And, of course, we had Dan Brooke on earlier who uh, designed those, doing the best work of his life, he said, at age 63. All right, we have arrived at the uh, end of the day. We have uh, time for something we like to call the dismount. That is next. It's the Baylor Coaches Show with the voice of the Bears, John Morris, live from Rudy's in Waco. The Baylor Coaches Show moves to Wednesday, April 13th, live from Rudy's. Come join us then and hear from women's tennis coach Joey Scrivano and women's golf coach Jay Goble. The Baylor Coaches Show, live from Rudy's in Waco, here on ESPN Central Texas. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. What do John Morris, Kirk Watson, Maxine Hart, Walter Abercrombie, Martha Lou Scott, Michael Hyatt, and Robert Darden all have in common? They've each been interviewed on Baylor Line's Direct Line Conversation Series. You can hear from these outstanding bears and many, many more with a subscription to Baylor Line Insider. This is your all-access pass to the best content in the Baylor family. Subscribe today at BaylorLine.com KRZI. Your home for Baylor baseball is ESPN Central Texas. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. How are you feeling today? More than an empty question, it's a real reminder to reach out to coworkers, friends, family, and neighbors. Remind them to get the care they need. Someone you know may be delaying important emergency care, chronic care, or emotional care. At Ascension Providence, appointments are available now with strict precautions in place for your safety and our care. Ask about virtual visits. The ER at Ascension Providence Hospital is open 24-7. Get the care you need at GetProvidenceCare.com. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. 
ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weinch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. Bob Bosley has stepped down as the commissioner of the Big 12 Conference. He will leave later on this year. Buffalo Bills have reached an agreement with wide receiver Stephon Diggs on a four-year, $104 million extension that includes $70 million guaranteed. The extension ties Diggs to the Bills through the 2027 season and a value of $124 million. Tiger Woods has said as of right now he feels like he will be in the field at this year's Masters starting tomorrow. The L.A. Lakers are now officially out of the playoffs this season. Dallas Mavericks are in Detroit tonight. Tip is at 6 o'clock. Baylor baseball lost to DBU 11-6. Baylor softball tonight versus Lamar, 6-30 first pitch, and you can hear that on 101.3 FL. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for the dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. We are wrapping things up, and tomorrow begins one of the greatest days, one of the greatest four days in all of sports. The Masters begins, and uh, Tiger will be back on the scene. Can't wait to see that. I think he's going out early. T- Got to look at the uh, pairings. I think he's going out early tomorrow and then late the uh, following day. Of course, the coverage doesn't start uh, in full bloom until 2 o'clock on ESPN. It's just the way, for whatever reason, it's the only way they kind of let them do it uh, on uh, the the Masters. uh, The Augusta National members have control over all that. But through the Masters app in various ways, you can certainly keep up and see how people are doing on certain holes. And so I will have the app downloaded and I will be monitoring everything Tiger does. No matter what the tee time is tomorrow, I will be ready to go. And I will be uh, ready to uh, to watch this. I was looking real quick about the uh, uh, just uh, why Gonzaga is trending on, on social media. And it appears to be just some bad rumors out there about, uh, about Gonzaga going into the Big East. Now, would that be a big story? Well, kind of. College basketball, it would. And uh, I, I, really think, I really think that would be the case. Now, also kind of an interesting thing, somebody from Hoop Power Analytics, I think that's a thing, uh, earlier today, using that Ken Palm, that's what college basketball coaches and pretty much everybody looks at. They came up with the program's which programs are dynasties over the past five years? And I thought, well, they better include you-know-who. And they did. Now, the only problem is there's way too many people on here. They've got Baylor, but they also have, like, Ohio State. That's not a dynasty over the past five years. UVA, not really. They won the national title in 2019. But they haven't been that great throughout the time. Kentucky, no thanks. They put Villanova on here. Yeah, I'll give you that. Michigan, no thanks. Purdue, no. Duke, eh, yeah. Houston, yeah, I'll give you that one. K- uh, Kansas, yes. Gonzaga, I'll give you that. Texas Tech, eh. I mean, they played a national title game in 2019, 
and they went to Sweet 16 this year. They're good. I think one of those years that Beard was there, maybe before they made it to the national title game, they might have made it to the Elite Eight. But I don't think we can call that. So I'm giving this tweet a thumbs down, a major thumbs down. Oh, gosh, Aaron, now they're putting out, like, what Gonzaga, what group they would be in in the Big East, what side of the Big East they would be. That sounds like a big made-up rumor to me. Um, The Associated Press, though, has released its 2010 All-Decade Team in the NBA. All-Decade Team in the NBA. All right, Aaron, I want to give you just a second. You're an NBA guy. I know we're about to have to leave. Give me one guess. Who do you think's on there, Aaron? 2010. All Associated Press, the the for the all the 2010s. Who would you have on there? I'm drawing a blank, sorry. All right, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, LeBron. Harden, LeBron. Okay, Dirk. Golly. All right. It is. That's all we have time for. We got to say good night. We'll see you tomorrow at 4 o'clock with Masters Updates. Good night, everybody. Recently on the John Moore Show. So think about that. Those uh, really Baylor Athletics Iconics plays both happened in 2021. Both of them happened this past year. Best season in Baylor basketball history with the national championship. Best season in Baylor football history in 2021 with the Big 12 title and the Sugar Bowl win to top it off. John Moore's weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas.